So we go, and sure enough, there's a red Corvette behind an ambulance just just tapping it. <laughs> and we're going, okay, so we've on-viewed an assault with a deadly weapon. I can shoot it. I can chase it. Light it Bingo. up. And he just continues to drive. And at one point, I mean, it was pretty slow speed. At one point, was it like my moped chase? Yeah, he had like a convertible, so he had like both hands up in the air as he's going, driving with his knee. Yeah, that's what he said. At least Uh, he ended up getting hit with a a less lethal shotgun projectile. Nice. And then he decided that yeah. uh, So just to back it up, before the uh, projectile hit him, uh, we gave him commands, and he said, uh, "F you, I'm not doing that." And then he got hit with the less lethal shotgun projectile. And then he said, yep, that'll do it. Don't do that again. Yeah. Where would you like me to crawl to? Done. Brandon! What's up? How crazy is it that I can go ahead and do all the little dance moves for the intro song without hearing like 90% of it. It is crazy. It's like you're filming a movie in Hollywood when they have, they go to a club and you hear the everyone's dancing. There's no music playing. People are just fake dancing to no music. Yeah. And that's what you were just doing. I was, I hear the saw blade blade spin up and then it stops in my ears. Uh, Your head. And then every now and then I can hear like a little, little something in there. I don't know what this was. You fooled me because it looks like you're dancing to the music. Hey, man, I just I can feel the beat. That's all it is. That's all it is. Hi. Hi. I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera over there. See, How you doing? it says our names at the bottom. Right? I'm RoboCop because that's what one of my buddies at work calls me. Not He's not at the police department. He's, is it because you're a robot? Gas station. Could be. And you're you are. Sh- when you deal with people. Yes. And you are showing the badge number of the officer from your police department. 4940. Can we say his name yet or no? Yeah, it's been released. It's uh, Officer Dijon Packer. Okay. Officer Dijon Packer. Star. That's the reason we didn't have a show last week. Right. So this is episode 39. Yes. We'll do the Bumgarner episode next, next week. Okay. Uh, last week we decided to skip a show because it was on Sunday that you told me that your department had found out that he had passed away. Yeah. We had found out that day that after like a couple hours before I text you. So I was, you know, we were a lot of people reaching out to each other just to make sure everyone's okay and wanted to make myself available in case someone needed, needed something. So. We and you said to, that uh, you may have seen him or run across him if he was in one of your buddy's FTO cars? Uh, he he did go through one of my buddy's FTO cars, but okay. I, I don't know that he and I ever really crossed paths other than, hey, you're riding with my friend. You said he was 24? 24 years old. Former running back at uh, San Jose State University. Really? Yes. I did not know that. That's the Aztecs, right? No, they're the Spartans. Oh, that's San Diego. San Diego is, State. Yeah. San Diego. San Diego State. What is they're the Aztecs. Aztecs. Okay. That, isn't that where LT went? 
Damien no. Tomlinson? He went to TCU. He was a horned frog. Mm. There was a famous back from San Diego State as well. I'm sure there was. Well, it's not a big school, no. so no. I don't think I they've had Wynn many was stars. a baseball coach for a while. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So lots of uh, West Coast love at the beginning of episode 39. What else is new? Not much. I'm actually looking up uh, San Diego State uh, running backs <laughs> to see <laughs> see if we can figure it out. <laughs> Marshall Falk? I don't think so. I don't, there's a big I could one. Be it's wrong, like a Hall of Fame back. It's you know I'm I'm old, so my memory's not as great as it used to be. But yeah, I'm going to do a deeper dive into this to a all-time leading rusher. Well, he's not their all-time leading rusher. I don't know. It could be a Marshall Falk. I don't know. It could be an Edger and James. I'm I'm not sure. Oh no, Edger and James was Miami, wasn't he? I don't remember, man. Come on, man. I thought you're you're like me, a football savant. You call me a savant all the time. When, when oh, look. I call you a savant. <laughs> when I made mistakes on the air, he <laughs> called me a fucking savant, actually. Okay. Marshall Falk was oh. a former American football running back who played in the National Football League for 13 seasons with the Colts and Rams. He played college football at San Diego State. Well, good for him. He was him. a two-time consensus All-American. So Mike oh. was right. Anyways, I knew there was a San Mark Diego State yeah. Hall of Famer. It doesn't Sunday. happen often. March 20th, 2022. Mike was right. right. There we go. Thank you. It has been noted. Good job. Don't you have a button for this? You don't have a button. You say it's people laughing before they're clapping. So there we go. I'm going to edit out the laughing part and then I'll just edit the clapping part. Yeah, I could. I could do. I'm an editor. Like, I am like the editor. I know what I'm of doing. all editors, he Around edits everything. Machine. He edits everything that needs to be edited. That is true. So let's just jump into this bad boy, shall we? You had oh, why uh, not? some work to discuss. Uh, the last two weeks of work, actually, to discuss. Well, the last week for me has been fine because my uh, my recruit has, or former recruit now, was uh, on his own in the district for the week, so yeah, I didn't have to do a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> so, but the week Good. prior, uh, we got into uh, not one, but two authorized pursuits. Keyword being authorized. I, I so, like that. Uh, I remember you bragging about it when it happened. That never happens. No. Like, well, it has on my shift lately. But, well, yeah, I mean, for, for us, you. though, like, we have such yeah. a restrictive pursuit policy. It's got to be one of those things of, like, the joke is, like, if you can shoot it, you can chase it. <laughs> well, that's a good theory. I mean, that's kind of the, the parameter. Right. If you can use deadly force against it, you can you can chase after it. It's fine. Right. So we had an armed uh, carjacking. And they carjacked a Lexus, of all things. Now, you cut and out. Did you? Hold on. You cut out. You said we had okay, an armed, and then it went away. Okay, so an armed carjacking. There we go. Thank you. On and occasion, car- your um, audio goes, Womp, and then disappears. Yeah, I, I blame you. Somehow it's okay. your fault. Armed um, carjacking. Yes, armed carjacking where they took a Lexus. 
Okay. So well, I don't know what if type you of knew person this. was the victim, like an elderly person or no, they were, okay. um, late teens, an unarmed teenager, adult, an adult teenager. Yes. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, but Lexus actually has a line that you can call and they can actually track the GPS of the car in real time. And it refreshes every 60 seconds. Oh, that's pretty badass. So a couple I hours did. later, we found out exactly where it was and drove to find it. And then we found that, it. Yeah. And then you, for some, was it ditched by itself all by itself? No, 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 bad guys? no, no. Bad guys were in the car oh. and, then bad guys, and then bad guys drove away. And then chase pursued. And then the chase, and then the chase uh, was on. So we got to do a U-turn over a race center median. Flip a bitch. That's what you told your Yes. In fact, that is exactly what I said. I said, hold, hold, hold. It's coming right at us. It's coming right at us. Let the point car go. And there's a gap here. And flip a bitch. Go. Go. Hit it. Nice. And then at one point before I activated my body camera, I may have yelled, get on it, Mel. Is his name fans Mel? Of, no, but fans of the TV show Cops will appreciate that. Mike, uh, Google on you or put it into YouTube. Uh, get on it, Mel. It's okay. it's fantastic. Uh, it's from like like the eighties. It's like an eighties episode of Cops. Okay, I watched all those. You know, back in the day. That's it. Kind of surprises that me that you don't understand the Get On It Mel uh, reference. All right, but anywho, uh, we get into this big pursuit with it. Um, we end up being told to turn it over to uh, special operations because they have unmarked cars. The helicopter was up on it, uh, to which we protested saying, we don't need the helicopter. We have the real-time GPS right here. Uh, we, we don't need special ops. We could just do it ourselves. And then our boss said, no, you idiot. He said, no, dummy. Uh, meet me over here, and we'll, that way we can debrief the pursuit and then go from there. And later on, while well, after the special ops guys did their special ops stuff, we get another call. Uh, an ambulance require or requesting units to respond code three to a car that is ramming them as they are driving to a hospital. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> My part of the city smoked all the meth that day. I thought it was the movie Ambulance that, that's coming out soon and they were <laughs> filming it. And the ambulance was driving recklessly through the city. No, it was a sneak peek. Yeah. In real life. It was performance art. Wow. Um, so so we go, and sure enough, there's a red Corvette behind an ambulance just just tapping it. <laughs> and we're going, okay, so we've on-viewed an assault with a deadly weapon. I can shoot it. I can chase it. Light it Bingo. up. And he just continues to drive. And at one point, I mean, it was pretty slow speed. At one point, was it like my moped chase? Yeah, he had like a convertible, so he had like both hands up in the air as he's going, driving with his knee. Yeah, that's what he said. At least Uh, he ended up getting hit with a a less lethal shotgun projectile. Nice. And then he decided that yeah. uh, So just to back it up, before the uh, projectile hit him, uh, we gave him commands, and he said, uh, "F you, I'm not doing that." And then he got hit with the less lethal shotgun projectile. And then he said, yep, that'll do it. Don't do that again. Yeah. Where would you like me to crawl to? Done. Do you have that? Is that the green shotgun? Ours is orange. Okay. 
I saw in LA they have green ones. Maybe yeah, ones LA does. Well. Their tasers are green too. I think. Okay. Yeah, ours is orange. So that you don't mistake it for the uh, the eight seventy slug right. gun that has a light mounted to the slide and a pistol grip. And I don't understand why anybody would confuse the two. But you know, whatever. I'm I'm not retarded. Do you have them both? Stacked next to each other in the squad? Not anymore, we don't. <laughs> oh, boy. What happened? Some, there, somebody may have discovered uh, slug rounds in the um, case, because we have to check in and check out our shotguns and uh, less lethal shotguns every day. Okay. Well, <laughs> somebody may have found an actual uh, slug round in with the uh, less lethal one. Wow. And uh, for those of you who aren't cops that don't know, they are both... Uh, Remington Model 870 shotguns that will shoot whatever 870 12-gauge round you put in there. So right. if you put in a slug round, which is a one-ounce lead ball of hate, um, into the orange one, it will still go bang and send that one-ounce lead ball of hate downrange at a very fast thud. rate. And then, and then turn somebody's head inside out. Yeah. Wow. So how that happened. <laughs> somebody really wanted to go home and just was like, screw it, throw all the ammo in there and go. So yeah, so now there's a there was a memo that came out that said, hey, you guys can't store these things in both in the passenger compartment. So I store my rifle and my my orange shotgun. Okay. And then where's the live shotgun in the trunk? I don't carry the live shotgun because I have the rifle. Oh, okay. All right. It offsets the other. So I wanted to know if, other than your less lethal, if you have, and I don't even know if Taser makes this anymore, but I always wanted to carry it. They made a shotgun round. I wish. That'd be you, awesome. No, they did. I you know they it. did. Yeah. So they do they no longer use it? Because it was for, you know, like 30 yards. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, because my and Taser then, now, the new um, like X2? Taser 7, that one reaches... Uh, like almost thirty feet. What's the with the probes? Seven. You haven't seen the seven? We have X twos, which is the next. It's got the two cartridges next. You know the thin cartridges next to each other inside yeah. the. And you can double fire each one. Yeah, it takes two trigger pulls though. What color yeah. is yours? Black. Oh, see, ours is yellow. Okay. Does but yours still not- spit out confetti? Oh yeah, that that's uh, the the fids or the aphids. So they uh, yeah, ours doesn't spit identify. out confetti anymore. Oh, that's interesting. So we have two cartridges that are loaded yeah. in. One is I think it's like a three degree angle, and the okay. other one is like a fifteen. So one's for distance, one's for up close. Okay. Do you and have to you decipher can, which one's which? Yeah, because you like you hold it out, and then you it it actually sends out a dot at. It measures the prescribed the prescribed um, distance. So if you have the like three percent angle or three degree angle one, you have the three degree angle light. And then if you go oh. to the other one, it has it has a different. Okay. One. And the way that you change back and forth is you take it and you like do a quick ninety with it, like you like flick it, like you go kill oh, it back up. And it does it automatically. It does it automatically. That's some wicked shit you're talking about. I think I'm you just made you, that man, up. It's, it's high speed, low drag. Because we have the, to the physically. The thing that we really want to do, or not want to do, but like the thing that's going to make the best story is if you can tase two people with each cartridge. 
So you get one, and then you transition to the other one, and then you get the other guy. Okay. The crappy thing about that would be that the first guy has to take a second ride. <laughs> yeah, right, because he's but, still hooked but up. But my counter to that is like, dude, you shouldn't have been acting Don't be a fool. fucking around. Don't mess around to the point that you're going to get tased in the first place. Ride the lightning or behave. <laughs> That's what yeah. we say. So Okay, I didn't. now I'm going to have to Google that because I... We have what's called the X2, and it's just two cartridges. They shoot the same. Um, and then you have to toggle. When we test it, I yeah, test the button and then toggle to the second one, test button. And then it, when you fire it, you have to physically switch over, I believe. No, not ours. You, di- you okay. discharge one. That's crazy. And, and right. then it automatically switches to the next one. Okay. So, and we have Apparently a little I'm button have on the to... side that we can push, and it's, it's called a... Um, was it a uh, de-escalation warning arc? Oh, so we if, like, can. Someone's, if someone's being arc. like a, yeah, but you don't have to enter it into any kind of test mode or anything like that. There's just a little button on the side. And you just hit it and it sends a little arc and it scares people. Yeah, we've got that. That's how we actually test them. That's with that. Yeah. With that arc test arc button. So very interesting. So the Corvette guy, you hit with a less lethal and got him out. Yes. First of all, why he was he would... doing that? He claimed that he had a question for the paramedic. Nobody, Did the... nobody, nobody found out what the question was. I was disappointed too. There were a bunch of recruits there, and I asked them. I said, "Okay, so what was his question?" And they went, "Uh, I'm like, you didn't even think to fucking ask. Like, what was so important that he was trying to pit maneuver on yeah. a." Ambulance. What what was the charge? Because I like how your charges are totally different than ours. Yeah, so assault with a deadly weapon. Come on. Um, that, that was the main one. Uh, resisting. Everybody's uh, resisting. Yep. Yep. Hey, you didn't go with the program. You're resisting. Sorry. If I got yeah. to shoot you with the less lethal yeah, shotgun, you're resisting. resisting. Like the full title of it is like resist, obstruct, or delay. Okay. So, I mean... Just about anybody I could hit with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Woo. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, and we did the um, evading. Okay. And I think... Is it evading and eluding? Well, they didn't elude. <laughs> they were trying He didn't to. elude us. He tried. He failed miserably. He probably could have if he just stepped on it. Um, I think that's it. I think there might be a special section for, like assaulting an ambulance worker or something like that. I, I, I'm not sure. Did you physically get out and throw a book at him or throw the book at him? No, no. In fact, he, uh, we asked him, so like, why'd you do all this? And he's like, I don't recall any of this. (laughs) I was methed out. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Like, Hey man, uh, I want to talk to you about the force used against you. I don't remember any force. Perfect. Sign here. (laughs) Let's keep going with that. Keep talking. My camera's rolling. Keep saying yeah. those things. Say things like that. Nice. <laughs> so that was that was pretty much the fun and excitement for me. And I kept telling the recruiter, like, you have no clue how lucky you are right now. Like, this never happens. Well, what happened with the Lexus, though? The Lexus, they were located. They okay. fled. Right. Uh, one, one was cut off by one of the special units uh, in the unmarked car, and he tripped, and he fell into the car. Like, literally just thud. Oh, they fled on foot. Yes, they tried to run. Tried to run. They tried to run. 
And then the other Keyword. one was also uh, shortly apprehended and uh, taken right. into custody. Excellent. You didn't get any arrests out of either of those two chases? Um, me personally, no. Okay. And now your rookie's on his own. And now he's on his own. Now I got my car back. That's a good feeling, isn't it? Yep. I get it back for like two more weeks and then... Back to the rotation. And then I'll probably get another one. Good. That'll so. make you tired of training after a while. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Because this class doesn't have very many, and we have... Of the seven officers on our team, we have six FTOs, so... Okay. It works out for us to where you can kind of take breaks here and there. That's good. I thought I may have trained my last guy, but that might not be the case. No, because what's going on with you, Mike? I don't know. Nothing. I don't don't know, man. (laughs) May 1st is approaching, but I'll still be working. Enough about me. Let's let's go back to... They uh, swore in a new guy Thursday night, another new guy. So we've got the rookie that I was training as the backup FTO, apparently tonight, Sunday night, when we're recording this, he is to be entering shadow phase on his own, on his own, on his new shift, which is the opposite midnight shift of ours. And I'm kind of happy and sad. I'm sad because he won't be taking any more of my calls (laughs) because you know how rookies take all the calls. I don't know how they work in your department, but because you might have like four rookies on the street at the same time. We, we don't do. have, yeah, we don't have that. They option. just we split have, it up. <laughs> we have one rookie on the shift, and then anytime someone gets a call, he gets it. So so he it, so he writes all the paper. He does all the paper. Unless it's like absolutely That's crazy. Abusive. There's like, yeah, so many things going on at the same time. <laughs> but if he goes to one call and gets all the information like a domestic and there's no battery involved and it's just going to be a report, and then we get another call like a crash, that domestic paperwork's waiting. He'll go to the crash. He'll handle the crash. Then he'll do the domestic. If, if he's taping, recording that, or writing that down, and gets another call, he'll leave it and go answer that call because he's got eight hours. So we'll just start stacking paper on him. And then you have to put aside break time. break his spirit. In- just really break his spirit. <laughs> got to put time away at the end of the shift so he can start doing all that paperwork. So Thursday, no, Wednesday night was the last night that he was going to be working with me because I was off Thursday. I actually forgot to fill out the paperwork on Thursday morning, and uh, which was St. Patrick's Day, I guess. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. But anyways, he leaves at 3, and he wanted to leave early Wednesday night at like 2.45. And, and his FTO said, no, wait till 3 o'clock. You're going to wait every last minute. You're going to wait. So then he leaves at 3, and at 3.05, I get the domestic battery in progress. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. So I fly over there, and it's these two shit bags we've been dealing with for years. Actually, last year, they got into a fight on the sidewalk in front of a bar. And then when one of our guys pulled up, the guy ran away from the chick who was pounding on him and jumped in the squad car. Just opened the fucking door and jumped in the back <laughs> of the car and said, take me out of here. So it turns out it's these two assholes again, and we get there, and He's outside with no shirt on. And I'm like, why are they never sh- wearing a shirt? I know. Shirt up, dude. <laughs> so like, it's cold. It, and it, yeah, it was, it was like 50 degrees or 45 degrees outside. 
she's in there going crazy, blah, blah, blah. And she hit me in the head with a fucking shoe, uh, uh, high heel. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, he's got some scratches on him. But nothing in his head where he's saying got hit in the head with a shoe, a high heel. So he's like, I want her arrested right now. I'm like, oh, fuck. These people never follow through with their, they've signed complaints and then they come to court together. Like, you, you don't tell me who I'm arresting. Let me go get her side of the story. And there's no way I'm going to be able to avoid this one. So I knock on the door, and my partner's shining his light into the basement garden window. And I must have been out there for like five minutes pounding on the door. He has no extra key. They have one key. She's got it. The doors are locked. And uh, then she opens the door, and I can see down through the glass of the outside door. It's a... Six flat, so three apartments on each side. So when you open the door, there's upstairs on the left and downstairs on the right. She's down on the right. She comes out. She's wearing God knows what. She's just an underwear and a shirt. And I'm like, damn, put some pants on and answer the door. She's like, I'm going to put my pants on, and I'm not fucking talking to you. And I'm like, whatever. Cool, just that makes this me. really easy then. Yeah. I said, don't you want to tell me your side of the story? Fuck you guys. I got a case against one of you. I'm like, not me. <laughs> cool me. story, bro. So now I'm waiting. She shuts the door again. So I, we're waiting outside. And finally, I ring all the bells, all the buzzers, the other five apartments. <laughs> it's like four in the morning. Finally, some lady comes down. I'll get, open the door for me. And she looks down. She's like, gives me this disgusted look. You know, go down to that piece of shit down there. I'm like, thanks, ma'am. So knock on the door. Now she opens the door. She's all hostile. She cannot speak quietly to the police. And she sees one of the guys, there's three of us, and the guy in the back, she's like, I don't want that fucking guy coming in my house. I'm not talking to him. I got a case against him or some bullshit, which she doesn't have. I'm in there for like, I don't know, Thirty. It turns out to be like thirty-five minutes. We put him in like one of the cars just to so they don't yell at each other. And she's got no marks on her. And dispatch takes it upon themselves to run her. I don't really run a lot of people anymore because I don't need the headache. <laughs> because sometimes people have warrants. Yes, I don't care about that stuff unless it's a homicide warrant. So dispatch, you know, asks me if I'm clear for info. I'm like, oh, boy. Go ahead. I got an earpiece on. She can't hear anyways. Yeah, she's 1099. I'm like, What's oh, that? fuck. That's warrant. Wanted. 1099 okay. is wanted. So I said, all right, check with the jurisdiction. So it's in another county. So they check, and it is extraditable. I'm like, this is perfect for a number of reasons. One, I don't have to arrest her for domestic battery and go to court at 1.30 in the afternoon when I should be sleeping. I need to see her for the warrant. She has a warrant. So now it's trying to get her to go calmly. I finally get her calmed down and tell her to get dressed, and I get her dressed and even help her put her shoes on because that's the kind of guy I am. And then she's like, am I going to be able to come back and see my kids? They're coming home tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get you home in like an hour. <laughs> so get her to walk out to the car all calmly, and we take a ride to the police department, and we put her in the back cell, and then I call the other PD and and I'm, I'm still on the fence about doing the domestic because if they're not going to come and get her, then I'm going to fucking do the domestic because she just can't leave, you know. And uh, they say, uh, oh, they're going to come get her right now. 
And within 20 minutes, female officer shows up from the other PD. I'm like, oh, I got something for you. And I haven't searched her yet, so have fun with that. She's like, okay. And uh, so we turned her over, and it was a nice ending. But that, that's the stuff we want the rookie to do. And he left five minutes before the call came out, which kind of sucks for us. I actually do have a very funny uh, DV story. Okay. Because it wasn't actually DV. So we get a call for a, uh, what we call a 415 family. It's just a family disturbance. Okay. And um, sounds like somebody's just beating the shit out of someone, male and woman. So, all right, fine, whatever. Go over there, knock on the door, and uh, takes a little bit of time. Finally, the female comes to the door, opens it up. I'm like, hey, uh, and she's got like a robe on. I'm like, hey, do you mind just talking to us real quick? Hey, everything okay? Is you, you know, you have a boyfriend, husband, or someone significant other here? She's like, yeah. Everything cool? You guys get into an argument or something? She's like, no. And I like, I like, well, I mean, somebody called and said that they could hear somebody like beating the hell out of each other. She just, oh, she just eye rolls just off. Officer, we were just fucking. Oh, <laughs> I thought they were watching a TV show in surround sound. Nope. Wow, good down. for them. Nice. So, Knocking boots. The, so what we will typically call, like if we, happen upon two people um, getting to know each other in like the backseat of a car or something like that. We'll say, Hey, you know, it's, it's code for, it's a, it's a four fifteen friendly. Ah, okay. So we got, I have never had a chance to use it over the air and I finally got to, I'm like, yeah, it's a, yeah, negative DV. It's just the four fifteen friendly. Nice. Good deal. That's some loud sex. It was all about a domestic. Hey, I've been to, the, I, that's the second time I've been to that kind of call. Uh, only the first time the dude had a felony warrant. <laughs> oh, nice. Those so, are good. On, on the right to jail, we asked him, like, would you at least get to finish? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I was done. Good. Okay, time <laughs> to go. Like, all right, because I don't think you're going to get out anytime soon, dude. So my buddy Jeremy, who's a sergeant on the other shift, he works the uh, – the grants for St. Patrick's Day and Thanksgiving, you know, all the DUI grants. He's like one of the top DUI officers in our state. He just got his 400th DUI this weekend. And Of um, the year or of his career? No, of, <laughs> of his career. I think it was okay. 400 or 500. One of those, it was a, it was a top 100 miles. Either way, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, so he brings this guy in and... I'm only mentioning this because the guy was walking and he was ambulatory and he blew a three, two, three. Good for him. Fuck. That's I've, a professional. Oh shit. That's a somebody point who's not three, two, around. three. I'm like, how Good is this guy him. even fucking walking? Oh my God. Cause this ain't his first time. Oh, so we have a lot of, I want to ask, now this is a serious question. Okay. It's for all of my African-American my... friends out there. I can't answer this, Mike. I'm No, you might not be able to because you're I'm not barely black. darker than you. Yeah. So we deal, as do you. I don't know if your gangbangers are mostly Hispanic out by you. Yes. All right. Ours are mostly Primarily. Black. All right. We do have some Hispanic. but So we get this guy at the Motel 6, a um, gangbanger from the city, and they want him out. Because he tried to come in with a pit bull. Someone rented a room and 
then he went in afterwards and they weren't paying for the extra person, whatever it turns out to be. And uh, they've got two security guys. They, they call the supervisor over. They want him off the property. We show up, and he is just a piece of work. And my question is, just trying to talk respectfully to him and also tell him he's got to get the fuck off the property. But why do they throw the N-word at me and it's okay? I, I don't understand that. I, I don't, I'm not calling him honky or whatever else the other white, negative white things are. I think it's uh, cracker. Cracker, honky. I don't, I don't know. But I was, I was just dumbfounded and pissed off that. Because if you said that, you'd lose your job. Fuck yeah, I would. Again. Um, yeah, that would be bad. And I, it just makes me mad. So I don't understand. Someone said to me later that um, the community, like, took it back. Now, it, it is a – I hate that word. It's one of the – it's probably the – Well, my the most hated is, word. Was it a hard R or a soft A? No, it was a hard R. Oh, shit. It wasn't good. Yeah, and then, you know, up. he's in my face going – I do this like like fights or kills the cops. I don't fucking know do, what he's talking what, about. What do you do? Yeah, I wasn't going to ask him. I'm like, get the fuck. And he's standing in the middle of the road on a four lane highway at fucking two in the morning where it's pitch black and cars are just swerving to miss him and his dog. I'm like, you could get hit. I don't fuck you. But or don't get the worse, dog hurt. The dog could get hit. No, that's I'm saying. Hey, let him <sighs> get hit by a car. I don't want the dog to get hit by a car. Fuck him. I don't give a fuck about him. I just call it a crash team. Yeah, I saw it. He was walking in the street. I just want to make sure I can see. He was the walking dog. this way. The car was the driving car was coming this way. This way. And right. they met right there. There's the point of impact right there. Um, so There's anyways, the that really rest. that bothered me just dealing with this piece of shit. And I don't know why they get away with calling us those names. And I don't have a response because I can't call them any names, nor would I. No. It's not what I do. You know, you know, you know what you can do? You can You can stare at them and then very calmly say... That's racist. Right. Yeah. I should. I do it all the time. I yeah. do it all the time. When someone drops that on me, I go, wow, that's super racist of you. I was trying. This is where we're in the background and the rookies trying to handle all this. Mm-hmm. So, and I promised them I would keep my mouth shut from now on going on calls with him because I tend to be able to calm people down more and I can talk more because we know what to, to say. Yeah. And he wasn't riding with me. He was riding with the other FTO. So who it turns out. The other FTO was the only person that this guy wanted to talk to after we got in his face. <laughs> so whatever works, right? If any hey. four of us can get the guy to understand to go the fuck away, but that's one guy you don't want to put hands on because then you're fighting for your life. You can get him to walk away. Fucking hotel doesn't want to sign complaints for trespassing. They just want him off the property. No. And yeah. then they're standing outside, like, watching, like, and he sees them, so he's calling them pussies and bitches, and they're like, Go inside, telling them. Just go. Go away. We're handling it. Get away from us. I just hate that. And then just two other things. Yeah, I get I get mad and I'd yell at the I yell at the hotel people like, hey, go inside. You didn't want to handle it yourself. So, right. so now I'm handling it. You can go inside. You're making it worse. You just don't get to away. handle it anymore. So Sunday, some of the guys missed this call because they were I think the whole shift was in the station like talking or something. I was the only one driving around listening to the radio. 
And one of the towns on our band said, uh, 546, uh, take the loud screaming in the parking lot behind building A. Yeah, 10-4. Guy starts cruising over there, dispatcher. Oh, yeah. Um, so we just got a call that they're performing an exorcism in the parking lot. The officer's like, 10-4. An exorcism, you say? Yeah. Cop doesn't blink. 10-4. Exorcism. <laughs> Drives over there. Copy that. <laughs> Again. Gets on the air. He calls 23 on the scene. And you hear screaming in the background. And I'm 23. Ah! You hear all the screaming in the background. So he makes contact with these people. And he gets back on the air, and you can still hear the screaming in the background. And he goes, yeah, uh, dispatch. Apparently, we're interrupting an exorcism in the car. Uh, they don't want police help, so we're going to be clear from here. <laughs> like, they're doing an exorcism in the parking lot. What? And he, he got to witness an exorcism. It's not a crime. No, it's not no, a crime. Not, not a cri- it's a crime in God's eyes for Satan to inhabit someone's body, I guess. Yeah. But So, I mean, if anything, uh, you actually obstructed you know, God's justice. God's work. And yes, while so. he was there... The department, they have a huge mall in that city, like, you know, shopping mall, whatever. Yeah. A big one. A mall. And they, yeah, a mall. And they get the call for, all right, the mall's calling, mall security, while this whole exorcism thing is going on. And they're saying that there's a man in the parking lot sitting down and he's got toilet paper on his face. Not a crime. The sergeant goes, not a crime. Who cares? We're busy. If he does something, let us know. We're not responding to that. Just a guy sitting in the parking lot with toilet paper on his face. Maybe he was doing I, his Hannibal Lecter impersonation. I like the sergeants that'll hear calls like that, and they'll get up there and they'll go, yeah, I, I copy that. Um, that doesn't sound like a police call. <laughs> right. So What's he you doing? can make that beat info. Oh, my God. It was a full moon. Can yeah, you tell? It always is. So... On Sunday, I didn't bring anything to eat, so I had to go to McDonald's. And um, you couldn't find anything better. Well, it, on our midnight shift at the, at that late at midnight, no, there's nothing else. Do you don't even have like a Seven Eleven? You get like Seven Eleven sushi. There's Seven Eleven. Oh, I don't. I don't eat sushi. First of all, um, <sighs> so we have three Seven Elevens in our town. Three Dunkin' Donuts. So, uh, Just get like so a breakfast sandwich from Dunkin'. Let that they're. Oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> But then I need something for breakfast, too. And I don't want to have the same thing twice. Uh, so earlier in the night, last Very week, Drew, Drew bought dinner for him and I. I think it was, I forget where he went, but maybe Panera. It, actually, breakfast for me because, you know, I just got up. And I forgot to pay him because we got busy and I ran out and I forgot to pay him. So I'm like, how much do I owe you? And he said, I don't know. It's like, Bill's like $15. I'm like, okay, I go, I'll buy dinner tonight and we'll be even. Let's get Maria's. Maria's is one of the best Mexican restaurants I've ever had. There's three locations. One of them is there's a street in my town that this on the north side of the street, it's Chicago. And on the south side of the street, it's us. The restaurant's on the north side of the street. And the parking lot's on the south side of the street, which is our (laughs) town. So I actually know the owner, Maria, and her husband who passed away a few years ago. When they had 
just one restaurant in a small little area, probably the size of my shop in a town near where I grew up. So I used to go in there on Wednesday nights when I was on patrol on 3 to 11 shift. My buddy Danny and I, who was a detective, different Dan, he's retired now. We'd go in there and just have chips, salsa, and guacamole and hot peppers and stuff, and we'd never have to pay because Maria would always just put it on the house. Okay. Well, I wanted their tacos, so we ordered dinner. Just He wants three tacos. I want three tacos, and then I wanted chips and guacamole and the peppers and stuff. I go to pick it up. I walk in. Maria's not there. Her son, Mike's not there. And the guy behind the counter says, okay, here you go. $60. Like, $60? The fuck did I buy? He gives me, like, two big, huge bags. I'm like, fuck. I pay for it. And then here comes the little lady. She goes, something, something, policia? Like, discount. Did you give him a police discount? Oh, no. It's too late now. I just paid $60 for six tacos two soups, some chips, and guacamole. I'm like, I get back to the station, and Drew goes, are we even? Oh, yeah, we're even. <laughs> I, I'll, I never have to pay you back for any food you buy me in the future. He's like, what? Look at I it go, like this. It was 60 you, you bucks. Paid, you paid like a buck for all the meals that she gave to you. Yeah, true. So it's, it's the lifetime of paying back all you the gotta, meals. You like, got to look at the long term. Like, and then I wasn't, average per meal is probably still like 30 cents. Right. And I wasn't done buying meals that night. So I go to McDonald's at midnight. These people sometimes are so stupid. We have a kid that works at this McDonald's who I think just fell off the back of a truck and like literally fell off the truck, hit his head, and then went to work. He has no idea what he's doing. And he, I say hi to him every day and he's like, oh, hi, Mike. And then he's always got to check with the manager who never charges us to eat. I'll pull up and if she's working... He's like, hey, Mike, and then he'll look over at her, and he'll go, he literally doesn't know if he should charge me. I'm like, just fucking charge me. I don't care. I want my food. He gets all confused. So the other manager that was working the other night, I pull up, and the tow truck driver, my buddy Troy, is in the other drive-thru. There's two next to each other, and I can see Troy. He's ordering, and then I get on the speaker, and I said what I want, and then I said, please let me pay for the guy who's ordering next. I think I actually beat him to the speaker. And she goes, I don't understand. I said, I'm ordering, and then I want you to take the next order that comes in, because it was just him and I. There's no other cars in the whole line. And charge it to mine. She's like, just come up to the window. She has still no idea yeah, what I'm talking you, about. You say that at the window. Do you get there? Like, yeah, I'll pay for the one behind me, too. So I get up to the window, and there's this kid. I won't say his name. And uh, let's call oh, him Jim. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Oh, hi, hi, Mike. And he goes, he repeats my order. And I said, yeah, that's it. And I want to pay for the guy in the tow truck. And he goes, what? I go, I want to pay for the guy in the tow truck, whatever he got. Okay. So he rings me up for just my order because he's an idiot. And then I go, I, I pay for stuff on my phone, you know. So I give him my yeah, phone. Because you're tech savvy. And, right. I'm tech savvy. And I pay for my meal. And then instead of, he hadn't even rung me up yet when I said I want to pay for the guy behind me. Okay. Then he rings me up. Pay for mine. Then he goes, okay, um, it'll be this and that for that guy. And I'm like, all right, why don't you ring me up together? And he goes, I don't know. 
I give him my phone. Since I just paid with that card on my phone, the security won't let me pay for his meal. You can't use the same card in back-to-back transactions, apparently. It's a big red flag. Hmm. So he goes, oh, it's, it's not taking it because you just used that card. I go, oh, well, get someone to clear it. Oh, the manager's in the bathroom. I go, all right, well, I'm not, I don't have a call or anything. I'm just going to sit there. I don't have anywhere to be. I go, here, try this card. So I pull a physical credit card out of my pocket. And then he goes, is that the same card that's on your phone? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's the only one I got. He's like, it ain't going to take it. Can you try just it? Just try it, Jim. He tries it. Jimmy. It, does, it doesn't work. Oh, shit. fucking credit card back. I'm like, all right. So now I'm just waiting for the fucking manager to come back and clear the register off. And then she finally comes back and he's like, okay. And I give him my phone and then the computer resets. It's, it's going to reload. It's, gonna re- it's rebooting itself. <laughs> it's that time of day where the system's rebooting itself. So I'm still sitting there. And finally it comes back up and I get to pay for Troy. And then I, I wave out the window to Troy and I drive away. And then like at 3.30 in the morning, he calls me. He goes, hey, dickhead, did you fucking buy me lunch? And I said, yeah, man, because he does so much stuff for us. I go, why? He goes, I was at the window. I'm trying to tell the person I want to pay for the cop's meal. And she's like, what? I don't understand. He's like, I, I want to pay for the guy who's in front of me. I want to pay for his meal. And she's like, what? I don't get it. Just pull up to the window. So she was doing, she had no fucking idea. He's trying to pay for me. I'm trying to pay for him. I won. That's probably I got the what window. happened. You guys just confused her. Like, what the hell are these guys trying to pay for each other? Oh, shit man. For? Just pay for your own damn meal. Good stuff. Oh, uh, man. I love having fun at work, you know. Um, I'm a, I would miss all that if I actually retired someday. I'd miss all those things that are happening. So I, uh, I, I talked about retiring in May, and then I didn't talk about it with the most important person that should be discussed with until Sunday, last Sunday. Wait. Yeah? You haven't talked about retirement at all. Oh, no, I have. You know, like okay. last, like in the summer, I'm fucking retiring next year. In the winter, I'm going to retire next year. Just a few but months you ago, never I'm once... retiring in May. Okay, so you dropped, you you at least gave a date, or at least a month. <laughs> yeah, saying and then, I am retiring in May. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't sit down and just say, "Hey, I'd like to retire in May. How can we make that happen? What do we need to do?" Blah blah blah. So. That was Sunday before we had our Instagram live and I was kind of out of it last week. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, when you were sitting there, (laughs) just talk. Uh, I was, oh, I was peeling off um, aura mask off the star for the flag. (laughs) Yeah, because I was. You talk amongst yourselves. I'm uh, doing stuff. It's the coffee clatch, Mike Myers (laughs) from Saturday Night Live. Talk amongst yourself. So, I got the, what? And then, You're going to, what, huh? And then, you know, she went to bed, not really in a great mood, and then she couldn't sleep. And then by the time she came down in the morning, she said, just do it, and we'll figure it out. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, Cool. Don't then she it. went to work. That's a trap. That's and a someone, trap. 
Someone talked to her at work or something. I don't know. And then she That's came exactly home and said, what happened. you're going to need to get a full-time job. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. She's like, yeah, I'd- it's going to be running. <laughs> yeah. A woodworking. woodworking business. Duh. So, um, I started filling out applications for work and I filled out. What are, we, are you texting me? I'm no. not sending you shit, Mike. Okay. I filled out. There's Very a Home Depot. This is cool. Very there's a Home Depot right in my subdivision. And Perfect. they are looking for a security specialist, loss prevention specialist, full-time. I guess most of their stuff is part-time at Home Depot. I've seen Home Depot loss prevention. All they do is just go, goodbye. Yeah, well, hey, if they want to pay me to do that, I'm, hey. so I can walk to work. Unless it's a blizzard or raining hard because it's a mile away, one less than a mile. It's in my subdivision. So I applied there. I don't know when they're looking. It's an immediate opening, but they, you know, I don't know how long that stuff takes to even find out. Yeah. Uh, And then I applied for a chief's position in a small town north of here. I I hemmed and hawed, but I've always... Is this the chief's off with the uh, police department that you would also have to work the street as well as yeah. do the administrative bullshit. Yeah, because they have... So you hate th- yourself is what you're telling me. They have 2,000 people in the town. Okay, so what you're telling me is you don't really like yourself that much. I always wanted to do that. It's been a, a goal of mine or an ambition of mine to work and run as a chief a small department. And this is my chance to try, you know. I mean, I can Sounds continue awful. to try, but... I went on the fence. I was on the fence all week about it, Brandon. Uh, the app was due tomorrow morning, and all week I just I put it aside. I didn't really. I kind of don't. I didn't want to stay in law enforcement, but then I thought, wait a minute, this is something I've always wanted to do, and I got really close a number of years ago when I, you know, was, got a finalist uh, for two different states, and I thought it'd be cool. So I filled it out this morning, or yeah, this morning, sent it in. And then I put in for an assistant director of, uh, of a college police department. It's like a deputy chief position, kind of. So that's in a city where my son works, and we used to live down there. And then I also put in for a communications specialist. Uh, hold on a second. I have the name of it. So, you know, I'm a PIO in my department. I don't know if you guys knew that. So a public information officer, I've been one for a very long time. And I did go to broadcasting school and worked in television. So I thought, I'm going to do this. They're looking for a PIO and a, and a supervisor to run that whole stuff for this one village. And I'm like, that's right up my alley. The whole law enforcement thing, you're still working for the police department, doing the PIO and community relations stuff. So I put in for that one. And then one other job. Oh, a teacher at one of the uh, local colleges. They were looking for a law enforcement full-time tracked teacher that could go to, um, if you stay there long enough, you know, you can become a tenured, the tenured track. Yeah. So they wanted someone with a master's in criminal justice or similar. 
I don't have, my master's is in organizational leadership. But my real life master's of 23 years of, in this field is what, you know, I'm hoping at least gets me an interview. So those I are the. I would think it. I, I would think that would probably work. Maybe. Those are the five I put in this week. And, uh, you know, I had to find my resume. <laughs> No idea where it went. Resume? What's that? Yeah. I've, and then I'm scrambling. I'm, you know, list five references. And I'm, I'm texting, like, my old chief. And, hey, man, can I use you as a reference? Yes. Use my oh, wife. My, my, nope. Can't do that. Yeah. Well, she wants to be in a full-time job. She's going to have to be yeah. a fucking reference. That's hilarious. Can she be like, he'd be perfect. <laughs> Hire him now. Hire him. Get so, him out of this house. Yeah. So there, I, I'm looking. Uh, I most likely will still be working at the police department in May. And now I got to start actually seriously scheduling vacation time because I might have to take it. <laughs> I was like, our vacation picks are due. And I'm like, eh, I don't need any. I'll be gone. Well, now I got to start scheduling vacation time. Our vacation bid is coming up too. And our shift bid. You know, I told Danny last week after I had that discussion at home. Said, you know. Worst things worse, I could work 110 days a year on nights with six weeks of vacation. There could be worse things I could be doing, you know, if I have to stay a little bit longer, making a really good salary. I just, I, this whole midnight thing is just beating the shit out of me mentally. Oh, yeah, it's, it's horrible for you. That, that was the biggest thing for me. I mean, yeah, I wanted to take that that trip down the FTO route but the biggest draw was I was going to get off of midnights like that's and even so I've been off of it since December since the end of December and I feel a thousand times better I'm, I'm sure not groggy you do. I'm right. not grumpy like on my days off right there are sometimes I'm grumpy but for the most part like I'm mentally there so that yeah i think there should be a kind of like a hey forced you got to leave mids for at least a year before you come back to it every so often yeah i, I the last department i worked worked 12 so you know 6 to 6 and but the way they scheduled their your schedule was you bid on the shift you wanted, but no one worked a full year of either the day shift or the night shift. You would work, they did four months. So you could do two nights, four months, eight months of nights, but then you'd be doing four months of days or split up, you know, yeah, day, nights, days, nights, days, nights, which I really liked because you're not stuck in that all year of being on nights. And our department's way too antiquated to think that way. Yeah, It'll never that's, happen. That's where we are. We used to do six months, and then you would do another shift bid. Okay. But they switched it to a year, right around the time I I graduated the academy. And, like, you're stuck. Right. Like you're if you, stuck. If you bid a team and, like, the sergeant leaves, goes to a unit, or, you know, guys get picked up for units and stuff, and... Now you're stuck with a shadow or a shell of the team that you had originally a you know bid to work with, right? For you know six to eight months. 
So yeah, whatever. It is what it is. So I'm a little people bit. People wonder why out, morale is low. Can't even yeah. use that. In our department, it's really low, and I don't think I've seen it this bad in a long time. But they are hiring people, and like I said just a little while ago, we we swore in some guy Thursday night. This kid's six eight. It's <laughs> a big dude. Not, a big boy. He's not very muscular, but he's like, who's the, oh, like Sean Bradley type, maybe. Oh, geez. Remember Sean? I didn't get to see him yes, because. I, I know Sean Bradley. Not, not personally, but I know who he is. Um, I normally attend all the swearing ins, but since I was off that night, I wasn't going to drive 30 miles to. No. I should have because in my haste to get the fuck out of there and deliver that flag, I took the cell keys with me. <laughs> we only have two. I took one of them. So I get all the way out to this other city, and I call my sergeant on the day shift. I'm like, hey, buddy, I got the cell key in my pocket. He goes, oh, you're back tonight, right? And I go, nope, Monday, four days. He goes, oh, all right, fuck it, just keep it. And I came home. Just just don't fucking lose it. Yeah, and I told my daughter, I'm like, hey, I, I, I took the cell key home, and she was laughing, and she goes, oh, I got a dentist appointment tomorrow in the city. I can drop it off for you on the way home. I'm like, oh. So I reach in my pocket, and I give it to her, and it's the old-fashioned cell key that you'll see in all the old movies. Yeah, the big ones. She starts laughing. She goes, oh, my God, these are real? I'm like, yeah, this is what. Yes, they're real. She goes, I thought that was only a TV thing. I said, no, no, that's what they look like. So then she ran it back for me. Um, You want to swing on over to the law enforcement memorial? Yeah, let's get that going. All right. You know, there's a canine that passed away. Just so you know. Yeah. All right, we're going to pick up from March 6th, uh, which is the last night we recorded. Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division. Correctional Officer V. Lonnie D. Johnson. End of watch, Sunday, March 6th, 2022, from COVID-19. Correctional Officer V. Lonnie Johnson died as a result of contracting COVID-19 at the Coalfield Unit at 2661 FM 2054 in Tennessee Colony. He was 67 years old, had served with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division for eight and a half years. He is survived by his daughter. Joplin Police Department in Missouri, Corporal Benjamin Cooper. End of watch, Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. Cause of death, gunfire. Corporal Ben Cooper and police officer Jake Reed were shot and killed after responding to a disturbance call at a shopping center in the 400 block of Geneva Avenue at about 1.20 p.m. While they attempted to take a subject into custody, the man opened fire on them, critically wounding both. The man then stole one of their service weapons and a patrol car. He continued firing at pursuing officers until crashing 
near the intersection of East 9th Street and Connecticut Avenue. The man then took cover behind a van and opened fire on a third officer who was still inside of his cruiser, severely wounding him. The man continued shooting at other responding officers until being fatally wounded by return fire. Corporal Cooper was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead a short time later. Officer Reed remained on life support until his organs were donated on March 11, 2022. Corporal Cooper had served 19 years in law enforcement. Beginning his career with the Joplin Police Department in 2003 and returning in 2016, he had served as a sheriff's deputy in Colorado between 2003 in 2016. Corporal Cooper is survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 46 years old. Police Officer Freddie Wilson of the Detroit Public Schools Community District Police Department in Michigan. End of watch Thursday, March 10th, 2022. Cause of death was a heart attack. Police officer Freddie Wilson died after collapsing at the scene of a large fight near Henry Ford High School at about 3.30 p.m. Multiple officers had responded to the fight near the intersection of Vaughn Avenue and Trojan Street that involved a large number of subjects. Officer Wilson suddenly collapsed as they were dispersing the crowd. Other officers immediately rendered aid. He was transported to a local hospital where he passed away A short time later, Officer Wilson had served with the Detroit Public Schools Community District Police Department for over 20 years. His age is not available. Police Officer Jake Reed from the Joplin Police Department, end of watch, March 11, 2022. As we just read, he was the partner with Corporal Benjamin Cooper and was murdered by gunfire. He was 27 years old, had five years on the job, and is survived by his wife. Police Officer Caleb D. Ogilvie of the Covington Division of Police in Virginia. End of watch, March 14, 2021. Cause of death was gunfire. Police Officer Caleb Ogilvie was shot and killed while responding to a domestic disturbance call at a convenience store at 121 North Allegheny Avenue in Covington at about 4.47 p.m. The Covington Division of Police and Allegheny County Sheriff's Office, upon being alerted to the suspect's erratic behavior inside the store, immediately responded to the scene. As Officer Ogilvie and an Allegheny County deputy arrived, The subject came out of the store armed with a pistol and opened fire on the officers. Officer Ogilvie and the subject were both fatally wounded during the subsequent exchange of gunfire. Once the scene was secure, it was discovered the suspect had shot and killed a male relative inside the store. The female relative was not injured. Both were employees of the business, married to one another, and related to the suspect. 
Officer Ogilvie was a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and had served with the Covington Division of Police for less than one year. He was survived by his wife and four children. He was 35 years old. Deputy Sheriff Dominique Collada of the Pierce County Sheriff's Department in Washington. End of watch Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, due to gunfire. Deputy Sheriff Dom Collada succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained the previous day while members of the Pierce County Sheriff's Department SWAT team attempted to serve an arrest warrant in the 19,000 block of Pacific Avenue South in Spanaway. The SWAT team was assisting the South Sound Gang Task Force with serving the warrant. They were outside of the suspect's mobile home when the man opened fire on them. Deputy Collada and a sergeant were both shot and wounded before the suspect and subject was killed by return gunfire. Both deputies were transported to St. Joseph Medical Center where Deputy Collada succumbed to his wounds the following day. Deputy Collada was a U.S. Army veteran and a Washington National Guard veteran. He had served with the Pierce County Sheriff's Department for six and a half years and was assigned to the contracted Edgewood Police Department. He is survived by his wife and four-year-old child. He was 35 years old. Police Officer Lane Burns of the Boone Terry Police Department in Missouri. End of watch, Thursday, March 17th, 2022, from gunfire. Police Officer Lane Burns was shot and killed at about 12.30 a.m., as he and another officer responded to a disturbance at the Motel 6 at 1017 Highway K. As the officers were approaching the motel room, a man exited and immediately opened fire on them with a handgun. Despite being wounded, both officers were able to return fire and killed the subject. Officer Burns was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. His partner was flown to a trauma center in St. Louis to undergo surgery for a gunshot wound to his leg. Officer Burns had served with the Boone Terry Police Department for five years and had previously served with the St. Francis County Sheriff's Office. He is survived by his nine-year-old daughter, five-year-old son, and fiancé. He was 30 years old. And Sergeant Barbara Majors Fenley of the Eastland County Sheriff's Office in Texas. End of watch Thursday, March 17th, 2022. Cause of death was fire. Sergeant Barbara Fenley was killed while trying to evacuate residents during the rapidly moving Eastland Complex fires. She was going door to door in the Carbon area in an attempt to notify citizens to leave the area when the area became inundated with smoke and low visibility. Her patrol car drove off the roadway and became engulfed in flames. The Eastland complex fires had already burned over 45,000 acres at the time of the Sergeant Fenley's death. Sergeant Fenley had served with the Eastland County Sheriff's Office for nine years and had previously served with the Gorman Police Department for 10 years. 
including six as the police chief. She is survived by her husband and three children. She was 51 years old. That's all for and, the police officers. And one canine, canine dash of the Shepherdsville Police Department in Kentucky. End of watch, Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Canine Dash was shot and killed while conducting a track of a robbery suspect in Lebanon Junction at about 9.30 p.m. Officers and deputies had responded to a robbery of a store on Preston Highway. As the first officers arrived, the suspect opened fire on them and fled on foot. Canine Dash was brought to the scene and started a track of the suspect. As K-9 Dash and his handler turned a blind corner, the suspect opened fire on them, shooting Dash. Other officers returned fire and critically wounded the suspect. It doesn't say how long he was with the Shepherdsville Police Department. They have some good pictures of him up there. They do have a good picture of him. There's four pictures. He's got like a camouflaged police vest on in one of them. Oh, well, I and see he's one. sitting on a rock. Oh man, this app is jipping me. Five pictures they have of him. They have two with his end of end of watch date on there. So that concludes that awfulness. Holy moly! Well, here we can conclude it with at least a little bit of happiness because I right. mentioned it in the Instagram live and stuff. So we had the raffle. And the fundraiser for Officer Alvarez uh, from Salinas PD. And um, it was a, I think, huge success is an understatement. Uh, let's see, they they ran it basically Friday, Saturday, and then uh, today was kind of the last day. By the time we showed up to the bar, um, almost every keg that had been donated by local breweries was gone. Um, I talked to the owner and said, Hey man, has it been, you know, like this all day? He goes, dude, it's been busier than this all day. So they had uh, a set goal in mind and they haven't, they don't have a final, uh, tally yet, but they believe they doubled their goal, which would be four times what they typically, uh, raise for officers throughout the state. That's so. amazing. So a little bit of good news, a little ray of sunshine in a otherwise cloudy segment. Well, and I, I congratulated you early because you partook in that with your flag, and that's amazing. So I wish I could have. Next time, if you do something like that, I can ship something. I'll make something and ship it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Hopefully let hopefully, know. this is the last time any of these uh We would like to believe to that, but that's not a reality. I but know. you never know. No, I I'm mean, still going to hope. may happen. It's a good and apparently way. they sold out of the bottle openers um, yeah. the second their doors opened. Cool. <laughs> so I didn't even get one. Oh, and they're not going to remake any other ones? Uh, I, think, that was I think they might list them online, so I'm going to check back in a little bit. Let me know, because then I, I wanted to get to it, and then I got so busy I forgot. So. Oh, and then Annie actually won some stuff in the raffle today. Oh, awesome. She So she got a patch that I'm going to steal and put up here. Um. And then she won a a coupon for a free uh, a tactical firearm class with a uh, local firearms 
agency. They That's gave out cool. ten of they gave out ten of those. Ten. So it was ten free lessons that were That's awesome. Off. Very so cool. That I think we had we had a a Glock forty three X. Okay. Uh, a three oh eight rifle, some Gucci Glock stuff to uh, mod out your gun. <laughs> nice. A thirty six inch griddle. Like these were like the premium prizes. Then we had yeah, well your flags breweries. in there. That's a premium. Well, I, I prize. didn't. I didn't get the. I didn't get the uh, the premium one. The premium ones were like valued at five hundred dollars and higher. Okay. So, uh, so then in the the general raffle, they had people donating uh, photography sessions, uh, some wreaths. I think fifteen pairs of like heat wave sunglasses. Um, heat wave. I don't know those. I I've never heard of them before either, but they looked really nice. I was kind of bummed that I didn't win any. Um, I'll just wait for somebody to leave them in a patrol car, and then I'll have right, them. and you'll have a pair. <laughs> That's how my shit disappears. Uh, yeah, well, that's how mine disappears too. I forget in the patrol car, I never see it again. The patrol car giveth, and the patrol and car the patrol taketh, car away. taketh away. Uh, that's right. But no, the flag, the couple, the reefs. There was all kinds of stuff. I think like uh, Knob Hill, like Rayleigh's and Knob Hill Foods donated two five hundred dollar gift cards. So it, it it was a huge success, and that place was rocking all weekend. It sounds like a, it would have been a fun place to go and have a beer, and everyone's and there for an, the same reason. Yeah. Well, that's Andy and I were sitting outside, and I just look. I go. What other profession in the world would have something like this? Like a other than fire. Department. Yeah. And that's the only thing we came with is like maybe right. the fire department. But like it's not like a you know, a, an accountant in, in no. you know, BFE I said you know, gets a paper cut and gets right. in, it gets infected and they die. You know, died at work doing what they were doing. You know, a bar in California is not gonna hold a fundraiser with other, you know, accountants that are going to come CPAs. To raise a ton of money to send to the family. Like this, it, it truly is. Like, even though you may not personally know the person, you knew him. That's, I love the line from uh, the TV show, The Shield. It's, I think it's like the first or second episode after um, Terry gets shot and the FTO sends out the text to the recruit they see him the next day and go, hey where were you you weren't at the hospital julian huh. yeah he goes, well, i said a prayer it's like it's like i didn't even know the guy he goes he was a and the fto looks him dead in the eye and she goes right. he was a cop you knew him right and that stuck with me i told my wife one day many years ago let me know when they start making tv shows and movies about your profession <laughs> yeah <laughs> she didn't like that how hard she hit you yeah, pretty hard. It took 20 years because I just was hit Sunday. <laughs> she held on to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, I guess we I, should do this whole woodworking thing, right? Yeah, I was trying to. Um, I'm going to find or make just the saw blade sound, and we'll use that as a transition to the woodworking. Just push there the button. There you go. Zoom. And we go right to woodworking. It would be like a, the uh, Jenny and Davis YouTube videos. And just cool transition. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's up in your shop, dude? This might be a short woodworking segment. This is going to be pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have our countertops. Woo! -hoo! 
They're here. They're sitting in a box, four gallons of epoxy. I think, yes, uh, they're sitting in a box down in a, right by the front door. <laughs> cool. So we have some other uh, prep work we have to do. We have to get the sink because it's going to have to be, we're going to have to do sink, backsplash, countertops all at once. Um, just with the way things are going to land. It, uh, it'll be easier to do it this way than to do one at a time. So are the, you doing... recruit I just kicked out of my car was, uh, his nickname was countertop. <laughs> Cause he paid for it. Yeah. So I'm going to, the next nice. one will be like, I'm going to call him sink. I'm gonna call him right. kitchen sink or something like that. Are you doing a farmhouse sink or no? No, no. We're, we're doing a drop-in style top mount. Just easy. I want a farmhouse we have, sink. I, I like it, but in order for us to do that, I have to do a lot of modification to the existing cabinets or build new no, cabinets. No, you'd have to, yeah, just, the, I don't, just that one cabinet. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. That no, would be a sense. lot of work. Save money and work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money, time, and so, work. Yeah, so we're going to uh, just get a top mount sink, drop that sucker. The sink that's currently there, it's like an undermount, and I really hate the builder because you know how they have those little edge pieces of tile that are just they're like a quarter round almost? That's what's yes. encasing my sink. So I'm going to oh. have to... Yeah. Uh, on the top? So, yeah, so they round over into the sink. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't like that either. I don't like the sink. I don't want to have to take all. that out. That's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. That's my kids. My kids are going to learn how to appropriately use the word fuck that day. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they may need to go stay with grandma and grandpa. It's demo day but, out. Yeah. Demo day, get out. Get out. The last demo day was fine. Yeah, well. It was fun. We just put a movie on for him, and I just went ham in there. The town. Yeah, you're going to yeah, have it's... fun with that mess. Yeah. Well, I already know how they laid the tile for the backsplash, because I already demoed that out for the pantry. So that's going to be, I, I might just cut out the drywall and just put new drywall in there where I'm going to put the new backsplash. Because then I won't have to tape and mud and sand and all that stuff. I just got to screw it in and start laying backsplash over it. And that'll yeah. probably be the most time efficient. Uh, so use the uh, stuff that I used from my bathroom for the tile. That's uh, it's fiberglass. It's not like the green drywall. Uh, it's not Dura. It's not Dura rock, which is the concrete board. It's um, I'll get you the name of it, but it's works so much easier than drywall and the concrete board, but it's, waterproof so since it's a backsplash you don't want you know drywall to get wet over time yeah or, so i'll get you the name of this stuff it's fantastic and it's really easy to put up you cut it with a knife and uh perfect it's it's as awesome long, so as long as it goes in just like drywall i'm, I'm pretty you, happy i think you can only get it at menards though we don't have a menards maybe i can, can find something comparable at well, that's true i guess i could just order it the yeah day of the internet and all so I'll i did that i gotta go get the done. uh I got to go get the wood for, uh, for those that were paying attention to the Instagram live last week, I was commissioned. I always feel so fancy when I say that. Say commissioned. Yeah. I was commissioned. Yes, I was. I was commissioned, commanded, requested to build a, um, I don't even know how to describe this damn thing. It's similar to like the dog crate that is also furniture. 
Okay. But it's for a litter box. Oh, so it's, it's a fancy it, it litter box. It looks yeah, it looks like a coffee bar. Yeah. Except one side is completely exposed so you can get to and from the yeah. the the litter box for the cat. And then it's got some cabinet doors that you can open up and like clean shit out or whatever. That's awesome. Literally. And uh Yeah. So, I'm going to make that. Uh, I this person is like the fourth thing this person has ordered from me, and it's your I neighbor, love it. Right? No, oh. no, it's uh, it's actually I went to the academy with her, um, but I love it every time she orders something. It's not like, hey, I saw you made a flag. Could you also make me a flag? Or hey, I saw you make this. Can you also make this? Right. It always starts out with a picture, and then hey, can you can make you this? make this? Yeah, I get that a lot. And then I look at it and I scratch my head for a little bit. I go probably. So, like, I've built her a coffin-shaped uh, shelf. Okay. Just a regular, like, coffee mug shelf. Like, yeah. it was the most boring thing she's asked me to make. It's just, like, a rectangle. Okay. Like, okay. And then she's the one that ordered the dowel table. Oh, yeah, right. Like, nothing has been straightforward with her. So, like, <laughs> part of me is terrified because I know I'm going to have to go outside my comfort zone. Right. But then At the other point. part of me is super excited because... It's something outside of what I normally do. It's outside of the comfort zone. So while I'm also like, fuck, I may have to go outside the comfort zone, I'm also kind of excited about it. Right. So I got to go yeah. get the lumber for that, which is going to be a, a pretty penny. Yeah, how much? How much are you going to have to get? How big is it? It's about four feet That's in total. Just, just under four feet. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, And then about three feet tall, and I think, Three feet deep. It's it's good size. How big's that fucking cat? It's a giant. Well, apparently it's like the freaking litter. It's like for the Cadillac of litter boxes. <laughs> I'd say. So. It's gonna be, yeah. I think, I think I figured like right around three hundred dollars in material. Wow, that's a big ass cat box. Yeah, so I'm gonna save myself a little bit of of uh, time, and you know how they have those kind of prefabricated like four foot long like. Um, butcher block stuff. Yeah. Like almost like a countertop. It's like a butcher block panel. I'm going to get two of those, rip those down to, I think rip each one down to 14 inches and then just glue them together. And then that'll be the tabletop oh, okay. portion of it. And then I just have to build the cabinet frame. That's and she cool. wanted when... some like panel, like, it, like vertical plank paneling for the shaker or for the panel part of the shaker. And I looked at him like, I, I could probably do that out of, out of stuff, but, um, I have to charge you double than what I would originally charge you. If I just find, um, some beadboard, basically a, yeah, like some beadboard or something like that and put that in there. Right. It's just, yeah, no, just do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because... It's going to be a $500 yeah, cat yeah, litter, uh, litter box. It is. It's, yeah, that's and that's, if, and that's if she comes and gets it. Right, if you had to deliver it, 560 I forget how much I quoted her if I had to deliver it, but... How far away uh, is because she? Because last... She lives in, in San Jose. Oh, So okay. that's like an hour drive, you so... You can drop it off I after to, work. Or on your way to work. Well... The problem is I have a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> the ultimate woodworker's vehicle. A Dodge Journey. Hey, I can get eight foot long boards in there, so 
yeah, not exactly the, the safest way, but out I can do windows. it. Yeah. No, I could put it from the trunk. It just it's an armrest. Pass through, <laughs> right up up so, onto the dashboard, up against the window. Yeah. So I might be able to get it in Annie's car, but then I have to take out all the car seats, and she has to be without a car for a day. Right. So delivering it means I have to go rent a truck, load it in the truck, drive the truck to San Jose, fuel drive the, the truck. truck back to Hollister, fuel the truck, drop the truck off. And I don't know if you filled up recently, Mike, but gas is expensive. I have a truck. Yeah. When I fill up, it's $100. Yeah, my buddy has to pay twice to fill up his truck. Like, he goes, the pump says, no, 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 we can't charge you anymore. And he has to, all right, and then restart Yikes. Does he have two tanks on his truck? Because some of them have a, you know, backup tank. I, I used to have two, and then uh, my dad and I ripped out the two, and then we put in one solid tank, one oh. big-ass tank. <laughs> All right. I like, uh, I don't know, gas up here, I found, I just passed a place today that I should have, I'm half, I'm half full, and I should have stopped because it was 439. Should have just filled it up. <laughs> yeah, 439. It's like 30 cents cheaper than anywhere I've seen. I would, I would cut somebody's throat for 439. What are you guys paying? We're over five. Oh, God. Like well over five. Like there's there's one in town that's at six. Oh shit. Yeah, it's bad, Mike. It's, it's not almost good. time to get an electric truck. Yeah, uh, the Either Ford the one. Lightning won't, won't, or the, the Ford Chevy one won't be ready one. till twenty twenty four. I thought they were already selling them. They are. They ain't gonna be ready in time though. Oh, I, did you see the uh, during the Super Bowl? Chevy did a commercial with the opening from the Sopranos, and it was. I like that um, one. Wasn't it great? And then my kids the were being super up. loud and I couldn't hear anything. And I was laughing hysterically. My wife goes, why? Cause I know exactly what is being played right now. I know right. the music. It was my favorite Super Bowl commercial. And I guess Robert Eiler who plays, you know, Tony jr. Yeah. He never told his dad in real life that he was going to be on that commercial. So there's a video of his dad watching <laughs> the Super Bowl, And then the commercial came on and just flipping out when he sees his son at the end. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, Speaking of favorite commercials, I have a new favorite one, and only because um, Annie made a funny. So, and she does this very rarely. She tries, okay. but a lot of times they fall flat. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. Don't, don't leave me. Um, so, have you seen this new, uh, like, electric Hummer commercial? There was an electric Hummer commercial I saw like last year sometime. Okay. So there's a new one out and it's got all these crabs walking in there doing a crab walk. And then it pans to LeBron James sitting in his new electric Hummer. You're going to like this, Mike, stick with me, stick with me. You ruined it by saying LeBron James. There's a payoff and it's very, it's very important that you know that it is LeBron James in this car. So then he selects the the crab walk mode and it does the, you know, the car does the little crab walk, which is kind of cool. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. And he starts laughing and she nudges me. I go, what? She goes, so you're telling me LeBron has crabs from a Hummer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. Good one, Annie. I I died laughing. That's deservedly so. That's probably so. One now of the every best time I I've see heard. that commercial, I laugh. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Tell your wife she did but fantastic yeah, um, with that joke. 
I did. I said, I high fived her. I said, that's high five worthy. Nice. Um, but yeah, other than the countertop stuff, I, uh, I had to build a new base for the bookcase for the neighbors. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Because, uh, one of their kids, cause they wanted it unfinished so they could paint it and do all, you know, their creative stuff to it. Uh, one of their kids knocked it over. <laughs> Creatively put a dent in it. Yeah. At least it was on the back. Uh, so I had to create a new, a new base. So that was, that was a quick little thing that I knocked out today. All right. Um, but it should be pretty damn sturdy. I'm like, I'm so freaking paranoid now with this damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. And I asked you uh, in the pre-show if anyone was hurt. Thank God no one was. So. No, no one was hurt. And I think I know what the issue was. I think the base was too narrow. And when I built it, I built it out of three-quarter inch plywood. And the back panel is three-quarter inch plywood and it's not inset or anything. So it's a lot of weight to carry weight the on back. the back. Yeah. So the new base has... It's like a one by it's a one by six that okay. I cut out like a decorative pattern to kind of give it a little bit of flair. And then that is now sitting flush with the back of the bookcase. So it shouldn't be able to rock or anything oh, like that. Okay. So I was trying to go all fancy looking with it and it just wasn't wasn't stable enough. And they have three kids around the same age as all three of mine, so it was one of those things like I want this thing to be safe. Where's it going? In the house part. I have no clue. Right now it's in their garage. <laughs> because they they can secure it to a stud or yeah. put one of those straps on the back if they don't want to go into a stud, but just strap it, you know, with a short strap so it won't fall forward. Yeah. So. And I, I, they know all that. I told them all that. Okay. Even gave them a couple of screws. Like, if you want to just drive a screw right into the back and secure yeah, right it through. to the wall that way. Yeah. Like, that's perfectly acceptable. That would be, but my... that's done. That's that's pretty much all I've done. Uh, I did get. I finally got this thing listed on Etsy. Oh, good. Good luck. The shipping on it. The shipping on it is a mother trucker, so I don't know how many I'm going to sell. He's pointing to his Peloton <laughs> shoe, shoe rack, rack towel thing. Exercise. Yes. Storage shelf thing that can be customized with a person's name on it above the it shoes. It can. Yeah. So that's up on Etsy. The new hat that. The YouTube people I, can see. I'm going to order on, one of those. I like it. Is up on Etsy. The hoodie's up on Etsy. I had to take the hoodie off because it, it got warm. But we have only two colors, I think. It's just OD green and then um, black. The hoodie? Yeah. Okay. Does it have it across the front? Like It's got it just up in the corner. Logo? Oh, okay. Cool. So it's got this this same logo right here. I need to make a hoodie for myself. With this heat press I th thing. Yeah. I think I think going forward probably with hoodies, that's probably what I'll do for like friends and family if they want one. I'd actually kind of like doing that. I'd like to get the a zip zipper up. sweat jacket. That's my style. Yeah. So I, I like those too. One. Sometimes it's just a bit too big of a pain in the ass to pull over a hoodie. Unless you're gonna wear it all day. If you've got to keep taking it on and off and stuff, right. it's just it's a, a giant pain. But yeah, that's all that's all I've got going on. It hasn't been all right. Hasn't been too busy, so now that the raffle flag's done and that flag turned a, out awesome, by the way. A winner. I honestly think it's probably the best one I've done. I, I really liked that they put it pretty much in the background of all their photos for for the fundraiser. That that made me feel like I did a good job. 
Yeah. Because you know that anytime that we make something, all we see are the imperfections in it. Right. Yeah. All we see are the, the, the one little piece of, of dog hair that got caught in the finish that's right there and it, you didn't catch it until it's already been sprayed over and cured right. and all that. And you're yeah. just like, son of a... Mm. But... Yep. It was... Yeah. Seeing that made me feel really good about it, so... Cool. What you I got going a, on? A slow week. Uh, just, I finished up the uh, big-ass flag, as we refer to the Morton Grove Police Department flag. I got to use my domino. Broke out the domino. Last time I used the biscuits. Uh, this time I had glued up the two panels separately, all the big stripes together as one with no dominoes, just glue. And then... The, uh, I used salt for the first time. I used a salt shaker on my glue so it would stop the wood from shifting. It seemed to work pretty cool. And then I did the small stripes together as one panel. But when it was time to put it all together, I dominoed the side of the union to the side of the small stripes and then the bottom of the union and the bottom of the small stripes to the big stripes. And I was so intimidated, intimidated, by the domino because when I first got it, I opened it up and looked at it and it was like all this shit I got. And I got every part that came with it. I bought all the extra bits. I bought all the guides. I bought all that shit. So it's all in one big sustainer. So I took it all out at that time and I thought, Oh shit, there's really no way to figure this out without jumping in. I didn't have the time. So this time I actually watched a John Peters video. He had someone in his shop who actually explained the domino process within like eight minutes. Hmm. And I'm like, shit, that doesn't look too bad. It already comes with the size I needed. Bao had said to use a five millimeter for three quarter inch of wood. So it already comes with the five millimeter head. So I watched the video on John's channel and I set the domino up in like two seconds and it was awesome. It, it even shows you, he was kind of showing you where to hold it near the back, where it connects. You don't hold it up front. Hold it in the back. It's easier. Did the domino thing. And then uh, I told you I had two 10-foot runs of the steel channel laying that I bought for the flag, and it was sitting out in the other part of the basement. And I was hemming and hawing for like 15 minutes when it was time to do all the back straps. And I finally broke down and cut those into five different pieces of channel. Two of them were next to each other on the union and next to that, you know, because you can't normally I would put a strap over that where those join, right? Over that seam and then just right. boom, boom, yeah, on either side. But couldn't do that with the metal channel. So one next to each other there. So there's five of those on the on the back with 16 screws each in oblong holes. The flag, like I told you earlier, was finished with six coats of combined finish and paint. There's no effing way this thing is going to move. And then I gathered all that stuff up and I went out to the police department on Thursday after work. And I thought I was going to surprise him with the coat rack that I made from the old flag. But the deputy chief listens to our show and watches on, on uh, Instagram. So oh, he knew, he kept saying, ooh, there's more Morton, <laughs> Morton Grove stuff. So he knew what was coming. And, uh, but they like that. Hopefully they'll be able to put that coat rack like near the lock. They have a brand new locker room, they said. So it'd be cool because all the guys can hang their yeah, shit up there. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, so I dropped that off, and I've just been, you know, I told you earlier, I don't know what to do now. I've got a few orders on hand. I've got a bat case, display case I need to make, 
couple flags. And I have to start actually thinking about ordering that jointer and reorganizing this shop, which brings me to this. And I'm holding up to the camera. This is <laughs> his tiny model. It's my tiny model. So when I was at WorkbenchCon, I met uh, a woman named Kelly Schlitter. And she's f uh, the owner of a company called MakerPipe. Create and connect. So MakerPipe, they're on Instagram. They have a website, MakerPipe.com. It's one of the coolest things. So at WorkbenchCon, they made their whole display bench and stuff out of conduit. Basically, you use half-inch, three-quarter, or one-inch conduit, and you use all of their connectors. And you can build. They have 45s and everything. So you can build a bench. And then they also have heat shrink wrap and different colors, five colors, I think, blue, red, yellow, black, white. And you can put that over your conduit and then just use a standard heat gun to shrink it, and you can have colored piping that protects the uh, pipe. So while I was there, she said, I'll send you two model kits. And it's basically coffee stirrers and then all the actual connectors that they have, but little plastic ones. So I made this little model. This was going to be, I made this to be an eight-foot bench, so it's eight inches long. That's how I did the scale, one-to-one, one, you know, inch-to-foot. And then uh, basically if I frame this out with conduit, I can then make, I would put MDF on top and MDF on the bottom shelf area. And then I would insert, I could put drawers in there, right? Build you drawers could. for it. And then do a step down for the miter saw and then build another one next to that. So I think for half-inch conduit at 10-foot lengths, just under 650 a piece, I think from what I looked at the big box store by me, um, I think that's cheaper than a 10-foot 2x4. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, then they also have, for 40 bucks, you can buy their casters that go in the bottom of, pop into conduit if you want to make a rolling cart, if you want to huh. make a rolling desk. Dude, this company, they got all the attachments and stuff. They got rubber feet. And it'll, how, how weight-bearing is it? Like, how well is that load-bearing? I don't know. So if you're using one-inch conduit or half or three-quarter-inch conduit, obviously it's a little bit stronger. But for half-inch, as you can see here, I, I've got the middle bracket. If I had it to, I can put, you know, another one across each section here. Well, I'm just top, wondering. Like, so it wouldn't sag. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering, like, for a desk or something. like Oh, well, for a like desk. Even, even, even for your purposes, you're going to be putting, like, a sheet of MDF on top. Or I could do three-quarter like, inch plywood like, or, or... Well, either way, that's Melamine, weight. which is lighter. Melamine is lighter. Okay, you could do that. Yeah, I could do the melamine. MDF is heavy. MDF's MF heavy. Um, so I did that. I played with this model. I shot a video of it. It'll go up on my channel as soon as I feel like posting again, which hasn't been for like four days. Um, hey, you know, speaking of joiners, I'm thinking of selling mine. Your benchtop jointer? Yeah. I've used it like maybe twice. You should... You should keep it because you're going to need it in your woodworking adventures throughout. I'm your sure, but there's other way, there's other ways to to joint things. Like, I you could, could use a table saw if you had a jig. I could use a table saw. I could use the freaking um, little track saw attachment I have for my circular saw. There's there's other ways to do it, and I'm thinking I'm thinking about getting rid of the joiner and then buying a a scroll saw. Because I want to get into sign making and stuff. So yeah, I'm, something you I've could been kicking trade around. Trade one out. 
the because the outfeed table on my joiner does have that bend to it, which is why I was able to get it for such a good deal. But at the same time, like I think I've maybe used it once or twice, and that was just more so to test it to see kind of get a feel for it. How do you stuff for your cutting boards? Most of my stuff, I can, I, I still just run it through the table saw, and mo- I can angle most things to where I push it through, and then there's no there's no bend to it at all. So if it's so if it's like a a frowny face, I put the archy part, the arching part, yeah, yeah, towards the blade. I have the two points of contact against the fence, and I just right it through. Huh. And that puts okay. a straight edge on it, and then I flip it and yeah, cut the other one. And okay. then a lot of clamping pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, just just ratchet it down. I so did like, add a tool. I, I don't, I, yeah, you, so you're wondering if you should sell your if there's someone out yeah, there I'm, interested in buying a six inch bench top jointer. Is it's it a, a Rikon? Rikon? It's got the spiral yeah. head. It's I mean it uh, it retails for a lot, and I got it for not. Yeah, <laughs> not so a have lot. DM you if you're interested, but then shipping might if you're local. Yeah, be be, be, local. be local. Be local. Uh, I would say that like, I could hit up Ryan see if he wants to buy it, but he's got a better jointer than mine anyway, so. Who does? Oh, Dogwood? Doggy? Yeah. He's got the nice floor model. Yeah, he's um, got a good Grizzly. One. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Grizzly man. Hey. And he's got Grizzly tools. He does. I, I added a tool to the shop. <laughs> I'm bummed week. he's moving. Yeah. Well, he's almost was, out of here. I'm bummed that he's not moving here because he almost had a chance to come to the naval base up in uh, just north of Chicago. That was one of the landing spots for him. And now he's not. So, but he'll be closer to me. I think he's going to be in Tennessee. Yeah, he's going to be up in Nashville. I think. Yeah, so he'll be you know eight hours from me. So I'm going to head down when he heads out. When he moves out there, I'm going to head down by him. Uh, I added a tool to the shop from one of our best. Did you pay uh, for it, or was this I, another gift? No, no, I <laughs> I paid for it. It's from David Franklin at Five Sixteen Woodworks. Uh, he sold me his laser. So as you know, it's the, because he uh, upgraded. (laughs) How do I say this? N-E-J. I have no clue. Neji? Neji. 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 It's the Neji laser. Whatever. Uh, What, what did he upgrade to? I haven't been on in a few days. He got the, if, if I'm remembering correctly, he got the Omtech, um, big ass CO2 laser. So he, he got a big boy laser. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he says, I don't need this little thing anymore. Yeah, no, his can do everything that one can do and about a million other things. Oh, sure. That would be my retirement shop laser, the one he got. Yeah. Yeah. If if I could fall into one of those, I'm getting rid of a workbench, and I already have a spot that I'm going to put it. I already know exactly where it's going to go. Oh, (laughs) nice. I would like, if I had room, yeah, it would be cool. Uh, But here, we had talked about it before. I don't, I'll use it, I think, to do the cutting boards, you know, to do my, my, logo and like stuff on the cutting boards because then I won't have to buy a branding iron. And, um, but I need time to start learning about it. So you had mentioned downloading Lightburn, and then do that. Uh, you said it That's would take you two days of farting around with it. I have to watch videos on how to s- focus it and all that other stuff to just start engraving. I say, you could be up and running in Lightburn, engraving things and understanding a basic concept of it within two to three hours. Now, if you want to get into 
cutting and doing right and burning images onto things right. like actual like photographic images okay. right that's gonna Which probably I want take some to. more time i same here i haven't because i've had into that yet i've done three of them as far as engraving them with the cnc from houses that were bought by my friends that are realtors asked me can you make this picture of their home into a wooden picture for them i've done three of those um it would be so much nicer to do it on the laser yeah it's just going to take some time yeah. Versus having to change bits and get the right bit, get your speeds and feeds right. Right. The main thing you're going to have to worry about is speed and uh, power. You know. Right. So, it's just trial and error, right? Yeah, and then once you find that speed and power for one particular species of wood, or right, or for an image, then you you write that down, right, <laughs> or save it in your phone, <laughs> write it down, and then move on. Right. And then it's always there. So like I, I take scrap pieces and I have a, um, a program set up to where I'd run a test and it does like right around 2000 millimeters a minute and it does it different powers. And then it goes through the different like grayscale and DPI settings, which I still don't understand. And then I, when I'm done, I can physically take that block of wood and go, okay, this is, Oh, good, better, best. Right. Okay. For an engraving. So I, that's how I do it. I'm sure I'll be texting you and bugging you about stuff. Yeah. And then I'll send you Louisiana hobby guy on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Just send me the link because I won't remember. I got to write that shit down. Um, so I think that's uh, right now it's all put together. It didn't come with instructions. I told you I watched the video on YouTube. It's together on the CNC. It's pretty wide. It's got to be 30, Six inches wide, I think. Yeah, I say, it looks like it's about three feet wide. 36 by 17, maybe. So Perfect. I can put some big shit in there. Um, it's just where to put it right now is obviously a trick. So, uh, And I, the last thing I'm working on is the gift for a friend. He doesn't know he's getting. And I had it painted. And then I, when I taped off a certain part to paint. on it. No, I didn't sneeze on it, but when I pulled, I had, I painted one part of it and then I had to put tape over that so I could paint the rest. And then when I pulled said tape off the first painted part, it fucking fucked up the paint, like left adhesive on the, on the paint. Hmm. So, so then I tried cleaning it. Next thing you know, I got the fucking sander out. I'm <laughs> sanding it all down, <laughs> re-fucking priming it, repainting it. So now I've got, I got three things painted on it. And I got to do that. You got to wait a day or two, and then I'll paint the outside. I built the frame. I made the frame, uh, used my Harvey uh, miter gauge. But here's what my 45s, I thought if I had a miter gauge, my 45s would be dead on balls accurate, right? Well, somewhere when you push the miter gauge through the saw, yeah, when, it, when the end of the miter gauge comes out of the tr- – track in the saw, whatever you call that thing, the groove. Then the miter gauge kind of dips a little bit, like hmm. 16th of an inch or 32nd of an inch, it'll dip down. Well, if you got a piece of wood on there as it's going through, and then that part of the miter gauge exits the back of the saw and dips down, it changes that cut on the face of the wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. I also have the Rockler sled, at the time, I thought if I had a miter gauge, I wouldn't need a sled, but I went and bought a sled anyways. <laughs> so 
the, the sled does the 45s. I didn't try it yet, and it doesn't do that where it, it, it moves a little yeah. bit. So um, I just did, I'm using pine for the frame on this one because I'm just painting it, and I sealed it, and I'm painting it a color. So it doesn't matter if it's poplar or pine. And I had to sand where the little edges were just off a little bit. I just sanded them down so it looks square. Um, I wanted to put splines in the corners like I did for yours. Yeah. Here's the issue. I have to, once you cut a spline and put it in, you then have to cut it off. Then you have to paint that. And it, I already painted the whole thing, and it's a little bit different than yours. So adding splines would not be good for this one. But then I thought, well, I don't need it because I'm putting glue inside where the MDF goes. And then I'm gluing the frame together. That ain't going anywhere. That's going to yeah. glue itself to the actual piece inside the, the rabbits and then, or the dados, if you will. And then the corners are going to be glued together and there's not any pressure going to be put on it. So it'll be fine. I got that Bessie clamp, you know, the, um, yeah, the bandy one. Yeah. The bandy clamp. So that's what I'll use. And, uh, I'm hoping then on Wednesday, I got to work Monday night, Tuesday night. I'm hoping Wednesday, Thursday, I'll have that finished and get that done. And then when I went to my sister's house today, I dropped off a dining room chair that I fixed. They had a, a back spline that broke in half. I just glued it together. She's got a little rocking chair that she had when she was a baby. It's a tiny one. And now her son is two and he likes to rock in it, but it's all janky because it's 40 years old. <laughs> Well, yeah. So it's got like dowel rods for the backing and they've, the glue has just gotten old and come off so they can pull them apart. And then the handles, the arms go into, you know, dowel rods going down. So I'm going to take what I can apart and then re-glue it up for her. And hopefully it can be a little bit stronger for her, but I can't take it all apart because some of the glue is still holding and I don't want to break shit. So I kind of, I, I like to, um, I've always liked to refinish stuff. I, you know, at one time I found a kerosene lamp or heater at a garage sale. And it was all rusty. And I, this is when I worked at the electric company. Oh, by the way, oh, I worked at the electric company in the union and I brought it. I had a bead, a silica bead blaster at the electric company in the shop. That's where I worked in the shops. So this thing was huge. It had like a garage door opening and you could put, you put your stuff in there. And you go around, there's a big hood that goes over you, and you have rubber gloves inside of there that you put your mm -hmm. hands into, and that's how you move your piece around. And then you bead blast it or sand blast it. So I brought this kerosene heater there, and I bead blasted it, and I painted it all. So I like doing that stuff. I always have since I've been a kid. So I kind of want to refinish this chair. But to do that, if I had a surf prep, I could I was do say, it a lot I easier. I love my surf prep for that. Right, because I wouldn't really have to disassemble it, except it has the seat cushion doesn't come off. So I'd have to be very careful about working around that. But uh, back to the electric company, I hemmed and hawed. I put in my, my uh, application there. So I reached out. I didn't hear s squat from the director. You know, last year he said, uh, when, we, when we are hiring, I'll let you know. I'll get your contact information. Crickets. I reached out to my old director. And I asked her, hey, May's coming up. I want to retire. Have you heard anything? She's like, oh, I gave your information to this person and that person. I'm like, okay, nothing. I emailed my friend who took my job, and I asked her. She just took a promotion out. I said, hey, can you give me this guy's email? 
because time's running out. I got to. She's like, yeah. She goes, you know, you can have your old job back. I'm like, no, that's okay. I don't want my old job back. So I get his email and I shoot him an email. Hey, so-and-so, I met you at my buddy's retirement party. We talked because we had a long conversation. The guy was really cool. I said, you mentioned you're going to be putting on a few people this year. I get an email back that says, hi, Mike. Oh, and I asked him, can you please tell me about the job? Like, what does it involve? Hi, Mike. Thanks for your inquiry. We're going to be hiring one. And if we, after that, we probably won't be hiring another until maybe next year. We have a small team. Here's a job listing. That's it with his name. So he sends me the link to the posting because I hadn't been going on the site and looking because I thought someone was going to tell me. So I, I brought it up and it's all in the city. And I'm, I kept thinking to myself, do I really want to drive to the fucking city every day? You know, every day. And I just let it sit until I think it was Saturday, Friday. And I actually, I think it ended, it closed on the 15th. So on the 15th, I did the app. <laughs> just got it in. The, I actually, it was a Thursday night, which was, the, I think, the 14th. I, I worked on it. So Friday morning, I email it in. And then uh, I, I emailed my director, my former director, who's now a, up higher in the, in the company. I said, I just sent in the application. She's like, okay. And in two minutes, she sent me back an email. I emailed the vice president and the director. I'm like, okay. So I have no idea where that's going or what. But here's my thought on it. He's former CPD. A lot of guys are leaving CPD. He's probably yeah. got a bunch of buddies that want a job. So he's most likely going to hire one of them. That's what I'm thinking anyways. So That would make sense. It would. And I, you can't blame the guy. So unless, you know, he goes, oh, the VP and this other director are saying I should hire this guy. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, that was my week. I'm done with uh so for woodworking stuff, uh, I'm going to fix my sister's rocker. And then a uh, guy that ordered two flags for me is trying to figure out what kind of wood he wants. He's waiting on some pictures of the patches that he wants to put on it. And he I wants think the wooden wood. He wants the wood wood, not pine or poplar. And then uh, I've got a list of shop upgrades. I think I'm looking at them on my whiteboard. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. I got 10 shop grades I still need to do, upgrades, <laughs> before ordering the jointer and moving everything around. So that's what I got going on. Let's wrap this puppy up, shall we? Yeah, you better get to it. I ain't doing that shit tonight. I got to edit the podcast. <laughs> Unless we're going to try this one, we just put it on. I don't care. So I want to ask people that, listen, you can respond by, you know, sending an email. Brandon will tell you how to get in touch with us, but I'm just asking. You can does- send emails with voice recorded questions to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. I just want to know if people actually read the descriptions on the podcast platform and in the video descriptions on YouTube. Brandon, do you even look at them? Any podcast, any YouTube video, I very rarely look in the description. Because typically I've been listening to the podcast for a while. I don't really care what the episode's about. I I know that I listen to the show. All right. Now that, I, that's that's me. And I feel I like I'm the average person. Okay. Yes, I if I need a, if there. I need a link, if I need You'll look for it. I'll look for it. Okay. And and that's usually where I'll start. Like with the um 
with the countertop stuff, I'm going to have to get um, the thick, the thick thin set. <laughs> it's easy for you uh, to say. Yeah. And uh, and I, I looked in the video description of that uh, of okay. that YouTube video to figure out the the brand right. and and all that. And then I just went to like Google or Home Depot and Lowe's okay. and started looking stuff up. So there, I think there's value in it. I honestly just wouldn't put much effort into it. Well, I because... think the algorithm also, from what I've been told or read, I should say, the more you have in the descriptions, the more really? it will hit. Yeah. And I'm still wondering. Maybe my because last... there's more keywords for, for the AI to pick up on. Maybe, but you don't enter them as like you do with keywords. But yeah. But like, it's going to still scan your description, and that AI is going to generate, okay, cool, there's yeah, this, maybe. this, this, and this. I also, I don't know. Um, for my last video on YouTube, not the one I just released for fixing your water fill valve of your toilet, but the T-shirt one, I actually, I told you, recorded the entire thing in a Word document and then added it as subtitles. I don't know where that shows up because I haven't seen it yet, the subtitles. I don't know if there's... I didn't see subtitles, but I also didn't select for subtitles to be right. So may, I want, I just want to check and see it, but uh, maybe, I also want maybe to. It's like if somebody were to mute it, because um, I have seen that before, where it'll a video will start playing, and if my you know volume isn't up, I'll see subtitles oh, on there, I'm and I curious. can kind of read and see what's going on. So like if okay. it's a crowded place and I don't want to, you know, annoy everybody. I think I would like to do a one thousand follower YouTube giveaway. I'm getting close. I know once I get over a thousand, I can start monetizing because some of my videos have like a lot of watches for some reason, not many of them, but a few. Uh, so I would like to get to that thousand and I would like to do a, when I get close, I think I'm going to do a thousand follower giveaway on the YouTube part. Not sure Ooh. how to run that because I don't really talk about my YouTube channel on Instagram, which I probably should. You should probably start doing that. Yeah, I used to, and no one paid attention anyway, so I just stopped. <laughs> well, you so. do. You have developed a bit of a following now, Mike. Yeah, it's getting there. All right. Uh, thank you for everybody listening to episode 39. Feeling fine. Doing fine, 39. Sorry, couldn't help it. It's okay. At least you did an EL69. Wait till we get to that one. That'll be oh. a whole nother show. <laughs> We're doing that one naked. <laughs> yes, we are. Not that this, we might not video record that one though, because that would be scary. That's true. That will get demonetized very quickly. Yes. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. Stay safe in the shop and on the streets. Deuces. Peace.